Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me, I have... Biz Deer... Um... Kit... Uh... Flick! 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 And Tidier. You couldn't stand to only have one word, could you? Sorry! Last week, Bria did it! Mostly. She managed to get Liara more on the side of the party than anyone, myself included, could have possibly expected. (laughs) Which leaves us with Flick, the last of our number, to go out on his goodwill tour of the Eastern Island City. Who will Flick meet on his walkabout? What perspectives will they have on current events? And is Flick going to be the only party member who doesn't succeed in attracting people to the party side? Let's find out! Let's find out! Hey, (laughs) y'all! Hello. So, uh, obviously, as we have have done every other week for almost two months now, there's new voices in your ear holes. Uh, hi, who who are you? Tell us who you are. This time, the new voice in your ear hole is me. Uh, hi, I'm (laughs) Alejandro Te. Uh, I am uh, an actor and a dungeon master from Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, (laughs) and uh, Alejandro and I went to college together briefly. What did we overlap for a year? Is that right? That's right. Well, you you actually were uh, directing the very first production <gasps> I ever got involved Holy with on hell. campus. Yeah, that's right. You did. <laughs> I still reference Evil Dead every now and again. <laughs> the, so the production, much not just blood. the movie. Oh, that's yeah. I was right. like, uh, there are many forms of media. I think that you could be referring to. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> the 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 full Evil Dead franchise. <laughs> yeah, just all of them, all in every form. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm super excited because I was uh, mucking about on on Facebook one day, and another uh, mutual friend of ours from from college shared a post uh, that you had put up because you've started a a well. Why don't you tell us about it? I don't that, want to categorize true. it correctly. Yeah, so so Tabletale Games uh, is a a GMing service. Um, we started it in um in quarantine what being stay at home you know and being a a theater maker um everything that i was doing was completely canceled um mm-hmm. but i was still able to play D online with folks uh and you know if if you have um a, a home group that you're playing with that is fantastic um but a lot of people don't. Um, and so we are, have been able to connect with folks through, through stay at home, uh, from all across the world. Um, Australia, yeah. the Netherlands, just like all over the place. It's been wild. That's amazing. I love it. Well, we're going to have uh, a little more information, uh, about, uh, about the organization in our mid-show announcements, and then, of course, in our episode notes, we'll have links to all of the things. So that all of you listeners, if you want to play some D&D with Alejandro uh, and Tabletale Games, you can find out how. But I'm very excited to have you with us. Uh, I, it feels like the last year or so, I've just discovered that, like, all of my friends from college <laughs> play D&D, and I had no idea <laughs> ten years ago. We're all doing it. Joy. Everyone's us. doing it. I love it. Flick, how you doing? I'm, you know... Uh, Flick is just bopping around, <laughs> doesn't know which way's up. He's just now, uh, trying to uh, be out there in these streets, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for Flick, it's been twenty-four to forty-eight hours since we last since we last saw Flick. It's been two months hard, hard since I late. recorded with hard you, Alex. It's <laughs> <laughs> the longest it's been forty-eight truly, hours. It's been on truly record. months, and um, I can tell you that I have missed nothing more than DM Jazzy Hands just like reaming in to flick and I cannot wait for it. <laughs> I thought I wasn't sure where that was going and I was like we do still play D&D together once a well, week so least, it's not yeah, that. At least, yeah, it's not just my DM nope, but DM it's specifically me hating on flick. I got it. I That's got it. it. For the record, I don't hate flick. I know you but don't. Two thirds of this show and uh, likewise, two thirds of our audience is about me giving you all a That's hard time. That's right. So. And you know what? That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it better be. It's been almost three years. If it's not cool, I yeah, really hope like, that I would have known that a long time ago. I was actually going to take this opportunity to say that I'm... Um, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> not at all. That's, we're going to leave it this week. Oh, I made a Terran joke. Um, <laughs> well, if right. I got up, I'd put my headphones down and just walk away. No. Uh, I no. did love that TK did that to her, though. I know. That's so funny. <laughs> all right. Well, Should we're we all get here. started? I guess we should. I'm, I'm staring at my... my audacity 
and seeing that it is not yet seven minutes, which means that Bizdira will be disappointed, but... Oh, well, no. Well, in honor of Bizdira. <laughs> yeah. um, so here's something I've... No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, he's going to fit right in. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all right. I, I will okay, say, so... I will say just yes, before yes, we start... Go, keep um, going. That it is absolutely incredible to... Because I have not seen dm jazzy hands in action uh Uh only i only heard and for those of you listening at home you are missing out on the (laughs) jazziest hands did you i mean did you notice the head tilt before he starts talking that's what we love to point out that he gets close to the mic and he goes welcome to Mm -hmm. this week's episode of the (laughs) Live." it's so good every time Ugh. I've had to like turn off the video call while I do intros now because they all mock me all the way through it, and I can't look at them while I do it, or I'll start I really laughing. I see you somehow. doing that, and I and I it's just fair. I just wanted to admire it. It was just a work of art. <laughs> Thank it was like you. A beautiful oh, you dance. can stay. You can stay. <laughs> depending uh, depending on how this episode goes, he might have to. <laughs> we'll see. That's a fair point. It's a fair point. Uh, as a recap slash new information for whoever this is new for, uh, Flick, you and the rest of your party have been down here uh, in the city underneath the eastern island in the world below uh, for a couple of days now. It's been a couple of days since the uh, evacuation of the northern island was completed. You all were given lodging uh, on lower, the bottom tier of this three-tiered city, uh, and sort of uh, allowed to do your thing. Because, as I've said to most of the other cast members, you know, the best thing that you could do in the eyes of the officials of the city is make a run for it, because then they don't have to deal with you anymore. And so you have all decided that you are going to do your best, as Octavia asked, to spread the good word uh, and try and ensure a favorable outcome to the trial that's going to happen in about eight-ish days or so. Bria, as we most recently heard, went to middle and encountered a school teacher and had a conversation uh, with her about things. Kit went off on lower to some of the side caverns where uh, where some of the agriculture happens here in the world below, had a conversation with the tinker, and Bizdira, of course, went up up to Upper to get her bear trap replaced, which I am just realizing I don't think she ever accomplished. Uh, nearly killed a civilian, uh, but did manage to get some miners on y'all's side. Uh, so that's, you know, where we are. Flick, what's what's your plan? Well, um, funny you should say. Uh, I'm going to start <laughs> off Is with it? Uh, last however many episodes ago. Uh, Bria said that we probably went off together, which is which I buy. I think that's totally true. I think we would have walked sure. off together, and um, but then she didn't know how I lost her. I um, most definitely booped my own nose and turned myself invisible and ran away from her. One hundred percent on purpose or by accident. Um, I no, just definitely yes. on purpose. <laughs> I I definitely had to think about that for a second. <laughs> what if he just like, accidentally scratched his nose and was like, oh crap, no. Ah, damn. <laughs> You know what? I like that better. Accidental. <laughs> that's that's Still, that's funny. And now is is invisibility which which class is your invisibility spell from? Is it a bard thing or a ranger thing? Bard. For sure bard. Okay. So you were just like humming a tune to pass the time and booped your nose and were like, ah, just shit, like literally that's humming down the street. Familiar. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly right. And then all of a sudden Bria's <laughs> like, um, flick. But then I took the opportunity to kind of wander about on my own and maybe okay. do a little bit of eavesdropping. Oh, okay. All right. I like that. Uh, so let's say that you made her up. You you were with her and chatting with her as she had she headed to the spiral staircase, uh, that one of the many spiral staircases uh, that has the also the lift next to it that leads between the tiers of the city. And you made it up to middle with her, uh, at which point, you know, two-thirds of the way up the staircase, you were humming in time to your steps up the... It was a whole thing. <laughs> Bria was probably humming along I was with you, probably if we're honest, also but skipping. she doesn't Who's have bard magic, so... Absolutely. Uh, and went invisible. So you find yourself then on on middle, and and you've wandered off on your own. And uh, why don't you make me a wisdom perception check flick? That's an 11. Okay. Uh, so you wandered count? fairly... <laughs> sure. 16. Was it like a... Oh, oh, I forgot it was that good. It's, it's been a while. All right, so you, you're wandering mostly aimlessly, but you're looking to eavesdrop. So you're looking for uh, groups of individuals who are maybe, you know, shooting That's shit, it. chatting the gossip, that sort That's of thing. That's exactly uh, what I want. You know, you, you uh, remember hair salons? You find one of those. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Tell me about them. They sound yeah, like know, magical right? places. 
Oh, God. So, yeah, you find one of those, but, like, the gossip is all fairly inane, as it is wont to be. Uh, so you sort of move on from there. Eventually, though, you you um, you hear someone declaiming, which catches your attention, uh, sort of down the street. And, and as you approach this voice that is declaiming, you can see that there is quite a, quite a crowd that has gathered. It's not huge, but like a good number of people have gathered uh, to hear this person declaim, and they're all talking amongst themselves as well. So it feels like a good place to maybe catch a bit of the local news, a bit of the local feelings. Uh, and basically what you say is a, is a group of, of all different individuals from the city, and standing sort of on uh, the corner and projecting their fo- their voice clearly somewhat magically is a woman uh, who as you get a little bit closer and you're able to hear specifically what it is she's saying, you hear her talking about the end. And she's talking about, you know, why continue with our used jobs when the end is so near. And there is proof. There have been earthquakes. There have been signs. And now, more than anything, there have been devils who have infiltrated the other cities, caused, destroyed an entire city, burned it to the ground, she says. Oh, Flick is um, very aware of the horns popping out of his head in in this very moment in time. (laughs) Well... Yes. These devils burned the the city to the north to the ground, killed scores, and we're next here in the east, and then the south, and then the west, and there's no stopping it. So I I think Flick, in his invisibility... um, Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. um, (laughs) Thank goodness that happened, I think. Um... He's definitely listening and taking all of this in. And I think um, while hearing uh, facts, like these are obviously facts that this person is spouting um, and trying to sort of make sense of what is what is true. What are the kernels of truth? What it like? I think that's he's dissecting all of this, you know, and trying to make sense of it all. She uh, she goes on for a little while and she doesn't it isn't the sort of what like stereotypical harangue that we think of from, like, a lot of real-world media, right, where there's, like, the apocalyptic, you know, whatever on the street corner with the sandwich board. That's not exactly what this is. Uh, it is it is a fairly matter-of-fact, uh, impassioned, but, like, in a fairly subdued way, which I know is an oxymoron, but you know what I mean, <laughs> maybe? I don't know. And she finishes, and then she just sort of, you know, steps off the curve into the street and, and begins to walk, and... And sort of leaves, and most of the crowd at that point disperses. Did they, before they do, uh-huh. did they seem to be, um, were they also vocal? Were, you know, was it a heated crowd, or were they just listening kind of passively? Most of them were just listening passively, and there was every, I mean, as you sort of looked around with that 16 passive perception, as you sort of looked around, uh, you you saw people nodding and clearly agreeing, and sort of, you know, their shoulders were slumped, and they felt particularly, you know, whatever, uh, they felt away about what she was saying. You saw those who sort of rolled their eyes and dismissed her completely. You saw some look thoughtful. Like, there was sort of the whole gamut of possible reactions. Uh, but but nothing was ever particularly heated about the exchange. She was just loud. Okay, good. Um, and, and, and so as the crowd dissipates and, and moves about their way, why don't, why don't you tell us what, what we see uh, this particular individual doing as the crowd begins to disperse? <clears throat> so, uh, if you, if, if Flick were to hang out and continue to watch the crowd disperse, you would see a seven and a half foot tall furbolg, um, with... Hard to miss. <laughs> with, like, mangy hair and fur all around, uh, like, crowning his head, face, cheeks, jowls, chin, uh, clearly has not washed or maintained any of his fur or hair in quite some time. Um, he has what used to be a broom, but the bristles are so frayed and splayed that they are truly not doing their job anymore. And he is sort of like sweeping the litter that, that has been left by the crowd. But as you watch for a little bit, he swept the litter from one part of the 
street corner to another part of the street corner and then just kind of like shrugged and swept it back to where it started. Okay, interesting. Um, um, Flick, will you real quick, before you respond to any of that, will you make me a wisdom insight check, please? Yes. Thank you. That's a 22. Um, so you did, one of the reasons that you sort of noticed uh, this individual, uh, other than than them being seven feet tall and, and the only fear bulk in, in, uh, in residence here in this particular crowd, uh, is that the, the other people around him, it's not that they ignored him exactly, they just sort of didn't notice him. Most of them, not all of them. But as people were leaving and sort of walking away from the crowd, if they would sort of get near him, they would just sort of like, it, it appeared almost unconscious the way that they sort of stepped around and by, and by him. Interesting. Okay. Um, and I can assume that, like, every everyone else here is probably, like, dwarven, elvish, like, human. Like, what is there, are there, like, what are, what's the demographic? It's a little bit of everything, but yeah, mostly the, the sort of typical human-adjacent humanoid races, right? Okay. Um, and I definitely don't see anybody else, um, that's, like, seven and a half feet tall and hairy around. Not here. Cool. Um, do um do DM do I see any are there are there any um critters here in in our little community? Uh yeah, I think so. I think there yeah, I think so. Uh critters like you mean like like uh like vermin, like rats or vermin, bugs, anything like that? Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, bugs absolutely. And there are these sort of strange there aren't there aren't many of them, but there are these strange sort of like cave rats that occasionally find their way into the city. So, yeah, any and all of the above. Now, I think I know where you're going with this, and I love it, so take I, your pick. I, I think you see, after after he finishes sweeping the trash from one side and back, and it's back in the place where it started, he sits down on the ground next to the trash with, like, enormous furbolg knees coming up by his head, and, like, reaches down and picks up a little bug, and just starts just chatting with the bug um, just starts going, well, I guess the end times are here, so... Oh my god. Uh, I, 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 I am gonna miss you, little friend, but, um, you know, it's just time has come for you, time has come for me, and uh, that's, that's all there is to it. No point in running around, gathering food for your little ones no more. It's all, it's all she wrote. Uh, and then he's going to eat the bug. Ah! Ah! Oh I can't remember if I've said this out loud in an episode yet, but I generally know very little about our guests' characters before we start recording. And so it is always a delightful surprise when oh they God. speak for the first time, and this was no exception. <laughs> <laughs> Full of twists and turns, that was. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, so I definitely hear all of that. I am so torn as to this, I mean, this this creature. Um, I think at this point, having heard that soliloquy, um, truly, uh, I think, oh gosh, um, it, how's the crowd? Is it mostly dispersed? Who is around? Yeah, I think so. I think it's mostly, I mean, there are a few, you know, passers-by just because you're on a street, but, like, yeah, I think the crowd is mostly gone at this point. Um, so I think I'm gonna actually go up and, um, I, I'm still invisible, but this, would, would this, um, take away my invisibility if I touch him on the shoulder? Nope. Okay. As long as you're not attacking or casting a spell. Um. Scare the hell out of him. But. I, I know, I was about to say, I'm, I don't want to scare him. So I think I'm gonna lift, I'm gonna sit down next to him, and, um, and... <laughs> And, and say, I, I'm going to lift my invisibility, and right as I do, I'm going to say, hey, um, stay right where you are, please. Um, and I'm going to start playing a little um, ditty on my flute. Uh, I as, did it. I said, I did it. I did what I did. <laughs> so as horrifying. As all of that happens, um, Tidier is actually not as surprised as you would expect him to be. Like, his, his I eyes- love that. His eyes go wide for a moment, and then he just kind of shrugs and listens to your ditty. Um, yeah, that's I knew, I I kind of knew. I was like, I and, feel like he enjoys music. And after after you play your song, he goes, "All right, well, um, how do we do this? Is it is it just flames burst up? No, and take no, me down, oh. or 
or are you going to actually, are there swords involved? I've, I've heard a lot and, of and different it, things, so I'm just, I'm ready for however you want to do this. The music gets just a little bit louder, like forcefully, he's like forcefully like, do, 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 like, he's like kind of giving him big eyes, like, just, and, and then he'll kind of, um, he'll put his hand on, on your, on your shoulder and say, okay. um, first of all, um, I come from cold hell. Don't worry about it. Second, no flames. No flames involved. Right. Second of Freezing all, first. That's good. Second of all, um, not reassuring. What's your name, friend? And I do mean friend. Name? Um. Well, some some of the younger folks around here call me Tide. Uh, since on, on account of I'm the tidier around these corners. Oh, of course. Uh, well, I noticed that you were uh, performing your duties. Um, but is that your real name? Uh, what? I I'm 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 tidier. I'm the tidier. You're That's the tidier, the but but do you do you have another like personal name that maybe someone gave you or you gave yourself? Maybe he stares at you for a moment, unblinking, and then goes. The young folks around here call me Tide. <laughs> On account of I'm the tidier. I tidy things up around here. So you can call me Tide, I guess, if you need a name. Alright. That's you know what? Tide is a great name. I'm is happy that, to call is, you Tide. Is, is um is that sort of this is all preamble, I assume, to the freezing and the death and the destruction. Oh oh not at all. Um I actually just uh, wanted to speak to you for a second. If you'll oh. allow me to. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm not about, you know, I'm, I am completely comfortable with the horrible havoc and destruction and death you're about to rain on our city, but, uh, if you're looking for the best way to get at them, um, I, you know, I am not, I, I ain't no snitch, you know what I'm talking about? I just ain't no snitch, oh. so you can, you can freeze me, Mr. Devil, sir, but, um, but that, that's about all you're gonna get. Oh, truly, I, you know what, and your compliance is really convenient. It, let me tell you, but um, I, I'm not gonna. Let me tell you, I'm not gonna do that to you. I'm. I have no intention of freezing you or freezing anybody for that matter. And yeah, they. You know, they do say that uh, that uh, the devils are liars. So you know, uh, go, go right oh. ahead. Whatever you're gonna. That's fine. Sure. Um, and I quickly glance up to Frosty's hat that I have on my head that helps me with every single charisma check ever in the world. I'm like, oh god. Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I how um fr- uh, tide friend how how can I <laughs> convince you that I'm not lying to you right now I'm speaking very truthfully and I have no intention of destroying any sort of city I'm actually here to try and help real shame you're so, not a cleric anymore and don't have zone of truth huh so so there ain't there ain't no beast coming to kill us all oh I find that see hard that to believe. well well um there are in fact um forces uh let's call them the awakening forces they uh the awakening forces definitely oh, would love I, to I see heard about these yeah they're they're coming for us all it don't matter what we do we're all that gonna die so oh well um maybe you know we'll get sooner there. or later Hold on. <laughs> yeah sooner or later sooner or... well again we'll touch on that in just a second um but the awakening forces definitely would love to see that the beast returns um i and uh, yeah, my companions it's gonna happen i i i i think we can prevent that tide i think we together uh can prevent okay. that and you're and just you like are... the young ones around here Always thinking that there's work to be done, things you can do. Oh, we're gonna. Oh, tide. You sure ain't tidying up anymore. You you just sweep from one end of the street to the other. Why don't you actually tidy up around here? Well, what's the point? We're all going down. You know what, Tide? I hear you. Um, you can prevent. Speaking... Let me tell you something. I've been I've been working on this street corner tidying up for a long time, and I can tell you one thing: you can tidy up all you want, but it ain't it ain't gonna prevent more mess from coming. The mess is gonna come. Hmm. Interesting what, point. 
What truly I, good is tidying if it's just gonna get messy again? Well, maybe instead I ask of that every time I do dishes. <laughs> <laughs> truly, this is hitting um uh, home very uh, strongly right now. Um, but let's say um, instead of tidying, you could clean. Now, that being said, where are... Uh, can I kind of gesture around? I assume there are still people kind of maybe walking around this area, DM? There are, and in fact, as you sort of gesture around, uh, you've sort of been, you know, you've been facing... You've been facing Tide this whole time, maybe sort of away from the, the main area of the street. But as you turn around to gesture, a couple of passersby catch sight of you and your red skin and your horns and just sort of freeze and then run. Oh, nice. They've <laughs> run. Um, That's good. Uh, wait, can I yell them to wait uh yes you can and they will continue to run and this time start screaming ah no okay um then i have to okay um tide i'm still here okay boop and i go invisible again oh hey that's a fun (laughs) trick and then i touch my (laughs) nose to my finger and boop and go invisible yeah you do i do for for about six (laughs) seconds I was going to say very briefly, but yes. Wait, that's cool. Um, And I'll say, hey, look, we have something in common. That's... This is a sign that I think we were supposed to meet today, friend. Oh. I I think I understand. You're not going to destroy us with hellfire or freeze us over. You're just going to turn us all into you. We're all going to be devils, I get it! Hey everybody, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master DM Jazzy Hands here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, we stand with Black Lives Matter and our black siblings fighting for justice. That fight is not over just because we're tired. Second of all, happy Pride Month, y'all. Remember the first Pride was a protest against police brutality led primarily by trans women of color. Third of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be invigorating if you could pop on over to Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcast from and leave us a rating and a review. We'll always read five-star reviews on the air as soon as we're able. That as soon as we're able is coming up for those of you who have left us reviews in the last few months, I promise. And the more of them we get, the more visible the show becomes and the more people we get to listen. Doesn't have to take more than just a few seconds and it really does help us out a ton. We also want to remind everyone that we have our Patreon page. Go to Patreon com slash dnd last refuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks like early access to certain episodes character sheets for the pcs early access to our very soon to open merch store and much much more in addition by supporting our patreon you'll also be supporting multiple other content creators from across the patreon sphere via our patreon at forward program more information on the program and a list of creators that we're patronizing are available on our patreon page right now i want to take a minute to recognize some of our awesome patrons that have made all of this possible and thank them so very much for their support. Thank you to our Heralds of Denier, Shimigangat, Tanya, and Sir Mox the Magnificent, and to our honorary party member, Matthew Allen, and to our Shimmerscale tribe leaders, Eugenio, Eliahu of Mert Grove, Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge, and Misty. If you want to get shoutouts on the show and much more, hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and become a patron today. We are so excited to announce a new partnership this week with Codename Entertainment and Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realm. If you're not familiar with the game, Idle Champions is a completely free idle adventure game featuring your favorite characters from Forgotten Realms lore and actual play streams that is available on Steam, Nintendo Switch, Xbox, PS4, and on the Apple and Google mobile app stores. So basically everywhere. It's completely free. It is super fun. You can check out the game and more information at codenameentertainment.com. And if you do decide to start playing, or if you're already an Idol Champions player, Codename is going to be providing us with a code for a free gold chest that you can redeem in-game for items and power-ups. The code is going to be in the episode notes every week when we release an episode, and that code will expire the following week as soon as we release a new episode and thus a new code. Make sense? Anyway, check out the game. It's super fun and support the show by using our gold chest codes each week for in-game loot. 
We want to thank BattleBards for providing some of the fantastic music you hear on our show. You can check out their awesome library at BattleBards.com. We also use some of Scott Buckley's amazing scores, which you can check out at his website, scottbuckley.com.au. And finally, on the music credits, we want to thank Kevin McLeod at incomptech.filmmusic.io for his music. As always, a list of all the music used and the artists who created it can be found in the episode notes. If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, be sure to use our affiliate links found on our website and in the episode notes when you shop there so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. We also want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You won't regret it. Finally this week, a huge thank you to Alejandro for joining us as Tide. As you can tell, I have had really just a ton of fun with all of our guests, and getting to cap off this little series of guest episodes with a friend from college was super fun for me. Um, As Alejandro mentioned at the top of the episode, he is a co-founder of a GM for Hire company called Table Tale Games. They've got offerings for public and private one-shots and long-term campaigns, learn-to-play sessions, and much, much more. They've even got weekly help action games, all of the fees of which go directly to organizations that address systemic racial inequality. So you can get all of this information and sign up for games at tabletalegames.com, or you can email them at hello at tabletalegames.com, or of course you can check out all of their social media, which on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter is at Table Tale Games. We'll, of course, also have all of those links in our episode notes. Okay, I think that is all the announcements we've got for you this week. Thanks so much for listening, and happy gaming, y'all. All right, well, I mean, there's nothing, look, there's nothing I can See, do I, to I, no, I, I don't that, necessarily, so. sorry to interrupt, I, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I definitely. I really um, don't. I don't care for um for you know eating the flesh of my own community members or anything <laughs> like that. But if you turn me into a devil, I guess I I won't have a choice. Oh well, I definitely um have never eaten anybody's flesh before. Um, but I think what's important. Oh, it's to just the freezing here, thing. Uh, I can't speak to that. Because I, uh, well, here's the thing. I've come here with um, three other companions, and we've been um, fighting oh! these awakening forces. <laughs> the surface dwellers everyone's been talking about. Oh. Yeah, I mean, we definitely do come from the surface. Well, why didn't you start with that? Uh, I've, uh, you know well, what? <laughs> Good question. Um, so you're just so you're just response. You ain't no devil. You just are responsible for bringing all the devils to our doorstep. I understand now. You ain't gonna kill us. You just are gonna cause us to be dead. I get it. Hmm. Well, let me put it to you this way, and then I think I'm gonna play my flute. And what I'm gonna <laughs> oh, do God. now is um, I'm gonna uh, start s- singing a little song. And, okay. Um, but describing our stories, so in like, um, so like, starting out with the three of us on top of this hill, and then we we were brought here to do 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 do, and then all the way through season one, and then season two, and then there's <laughs> a ver- there's a chorus. Season two, about halfway through season two, someone walks by and hears this disembodied music and singing, and just sort of stops and like shakes their head and sort of knocks their temple a few times and just, just I'll, I'll do a brief pause um, hey, m- oh, oh don't mind don't mind them it's just the surface dwellers oh 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 uh flick I, the pauses not, the music I, <laughs> this person uh just this this dwarf uh this dwarf they just turn to look at you tied and they, 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 are you pause the music flick? Yes. Okay. So they, they say, D- sorry, the, the who, did you The hear surface dwellers just now? Play, playing me a song right now. One of the surface dwellers looks like a devil started playing a song. Uh, and the dwarf just sort of slowly backs away from you, Tide, and says, uh-huh. Um, I'm gonna- uh, but then the music resumes. There it is. There it is. There it is. Yes, I hear it too. I have to go. I no, uh, wait, stay, please. I love playing for people. If you want to stay or you want to go, it don't make much difference in the end. Flick, I I guess you can make a 
charisma persuasion check. You cannot have advantage on it because this person's a attack. But you can roll normally. Your your hat okay, will cancel right, your disadvantage. Okay. Um, I would like to show you that I rolled a natural 20. Yes! Yes! <laughs> so the dwarf sort of goes, well, I, I mean, he's quite good. Yes! And he'll yes! have a seat on the curb. Come on over. And I, I, I throw a big furball arm around the dwarf as we listen to the rest of the song. So the dwarf yeah, sort it, of freezes when you do that. And then they're like, all right. And they put their arm around you too. And they listen to the song. Oh, I like this. And so, um, and I'll, that'll, you'll hear Flick say that I like this. Um, and then he'll resume uh, all the way through season two. We'll have a, we'll give a chorus in there. And then season three and four. And um, I think driving the point Oof, home. It in gets the, real dark towards the end of season season four right i know but then it's we um wait what season are we at we're on six so that's five okay so five we right before five this is right a long five. song how does he have right, the well support very, to make it yeah, three it's days a verse, later a verse per season and then a chorus so verse first chorus first first chorus and then we have the bridge is season five and what, what are um, you playing by the way a pan flute <laughs> so like in between singing there are just like little pan flute interludes or are you singing uh-huh. and playing the flute at the same time. Yeah, and think of it more as like spoken word. So it's like I'll be like maybe like giving like a little bit of like drum roll on my on, on my knees maybe and and really and what you can't see is him like acting it out and maybe like doing some interpretive dance to it. You know, it's it's a quite the production. I was going to make a joke about like the pan flute being like an annoying instrument only a few steps above the recorder and then you said spoken word and like no disrespect <laughs> to any spoken word poets that are listening to this but like it no. just got so much more annoying. I, I well, um, <laughs> but they like it, and so I have to keep doing it. And so <laughs> they, uh, um, he's gonna finish out uh, driving the point home that um, what the awakening? Point? What point, Flick? <laughs> the awakening versus. That's what I'm trying to get to. Let, let me. Let me live. And um, we are going to drive the point home that the awakening forces are, um, they were strong, they are being held at bay, and it's going to take everybody um, to rise against these forces that are trying to impose uh, their way of life and their uh, destruction upon the world. And if we want to live, uh, if everybody in this world, surface dwellers or not, want to live in this world, we need to protect it and we need to rise up. Oh, tide claps. Tide. Yeah, so does the dwarf, somewhat confused, but yes. Full goes into applause and at the end of the applause goes, wow, that was, that sure was a pretty song. It's a shame they're gonna banish you in a week. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I could have run already, but I am um, here and learning and trying to... I totally understand. What's the point in running? It's gonna come for us no matter where you go. Especially if we did run, which is why I think it's important to come together and speak uh, in a uh, face to face and uh, creature to creature and say hey I see you and I and I know why mm, Alex hey, uh, listen, why what I Flick? see you why what and I know that it is going to be a shame when the devils come for you um beast comes and devours you or whatever it's gonna do it's gonna be a real shame but you know that's just the way it is and uh tide gets up assuming that the performance is over and just starts sweeping trash again oh uh, god the dwarf is also is also gonna get up and th- you have collected not not a not a, as large a crowd as the as the uh, <clears throat> speaker earlier collected but there are people who stopped because music was happening and they were curious and so you have a bit of a crowd and and when you start your your finishing speech there about coming together and working together to save the world, uh, for the most part you get confused looks by the onlookers, but you notice like that you get a few sort of dirty stares and whispers. And uh, go ahead and make me a wisdom inside check, Flick. Twenty adjusted. Yeah, these people are not pleased with the public declaiming of of. Uh, 
of philosophies that are anathema to the 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 isolationist society in which you are currently located uh and yeah they're not having it they're not they're not um do they do do i do i notice that as well do i notice the people like huffing and grunting oh i imagine so yes uh i'm gonna speak up on flick's behalf and i'm gonna say Oh, get off it. None of this is gonna make a difference anyhow. You can keep (laughs) your judgment. Go on about your business. I'm so sorry about that. Oh, you know, and and I guess Flick will speak up and say, no, 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 it's everybody is entitled to their opinion, I suppose. Um, I just wish... Absolutely, it is shocking to me that so many people hold on to, to all of their judgment and prejudice even in the face of the end times you know like we're all going down sinking why be kicking and screaming while we do it you know why not just uh you know give each other a big old hug what makes you think that the end yes, times Tay, are but so how does near? your character feel <laughs> <laughs> but uh, tied and and i'll sort of um ask everyone or i mean i don't know i'm just gonna speak a little bit just a tad louder so that people can hear um okay. what makes you think when you that said the- tad it sounded like you were saying tad with an accent tad i think i probably did i'm i'm very <laughs> flustered tad, um not- and when that tad. it pops out sometimes um, Tide, when, um, what makes you so sure that the end times are ever so near? You just sang a whole song about it. <laughs> no, um, there's, if, there's if awakening were... forces as per your song. There's awakening forces and devils and you attested to it yourself. But Tide, don't you remember the other part of the song that said, if we if we band together, the end times won't come. Oh, well, I mean, sure, it's a song, so it's got to have some kind of, you know, little jazzy finish there, but really our finish is going to be in flames and ice. That's a song. Um, that ain't reality. In well, reality, what if I were, to tell we're just you... sweeping the dust from one corner to the other until we're dust ourselves. Well, um, that song was actually um, the story of my experience and my companion's experience. Oh, yeah. Tell me more about about uh them this is very I- I- interesting so where where are they at he'll say good question you hear a scream yeah, I as someone falls from someone upper, falls no. from upper <laughs> yeah that's it's like and then you hear you know oh god and then you see like uh, the ball from the children go like you know whatever um, <laughs> oh, wow they're through it with the mage hand they well. they are sure sure busy little critters what what are you all doing here still i mean you you know they don't want you around here I think um, we have stuck around because we see so much potential we see all of the potential look at what you have built underground oh, yeah. be feeling nice. like you know you had to be forced underground when you thought the surface was undwellable and let me tell you having come from up there it is uh, definitely full of potential so think of what you could build up there not it saying that you like have to go up there, so but I think well, look what could be built there if people were if people faced their fear and actually saw the surface for what it is now, as opposed to what you as opposed to what people say that it was hundreds, thousands of years ago. DM, mm-hmm. do we here have anything approximating a beach, like an underground lake or something, with sand? Oh, I mean, yes, for sure. Uh, uh, I think, yeah, on lower one of the side caverns is is just that. There's, uh, uh, it's sort of, it serves many purposes, but beach can absolutely be one of them, yes. Uh, I'm gonna say, uh, hi there, uh, surface folk. Y- you wanna take a walk with me? I need to keep tidying a bit, but I'd love to keep chatting with you if you're, if you're free. Absolutely. So I'm just gonna, I'm just going to, uh, head down to that beach to lower, and while I'm going, you see tide just, like, idly sweeping dust around and uh, any litter or trash, but he's literally just sweeping it out of your way as you walk. It's not actually going anywhere or collecting (laughs) in any way. Um, So uh, when we get down to the beach, I'll say, listen, friend, do you want to build something with me? Yes. All right. Come come on. Come on. Here here we go. And uh, he's going to start building... um, 
not not a sandcastle because he doesn't have the um, the reference for a sandcastle, but he's going to build like a sand stalagmite or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I start building a sand stalagmite and I go, well, see, now look, we, we made something together. You and I, we worked together. We built this. Hold, hold on just one second. And uh, as a wave comes by from the lake and pff, knocks over the st- sand stalagmite, I'm going to go, See now, that's that's what I see when you start going on and on about uh, trying to work uh, to about potential and all that. It's like why you built it up, the wave comes and knocks it down, and then you're back where you started. So really, it's a lot of effort for for nothing, truly. Uh, Flick will absolutely say, you know what, Tide? That's that's a good point. Um, I but. Can I present this to you? And he will build another sand stalactite type thing. And, um, you know, and I'll say, maybe think about all of these grains of sand as creatures and people. And maybe this is um, a specific town or think of it, you know, any, any sort of body of creatures that want to see their uh, work, you know, as their own and keep it there as you know as long as just like you have here in the underground society and he'll sort of also build a little bit of like a dam kind of uh protecting the stalactite the sand stalactite Uh and Uh and he'll say keeping with you know all of these grains of sand are people if it wasn't for these grains of sand protecting this grain of these grains of sand over here they would be destroyed but I think what I'm trying to say is I think it's worth it for those grains of sand to be there helping the, everyone in the, the entire society thrive and stay where they are. Not affecting them, not, not saying that anyone is better or worse than anyone else, just let, so that though they can exist in the world. Well, that's, that's a mighty fine sentiment. I, I think I, I catch your point. I, I think I understand that. Um, may I offer, uh, uh, just one more thought? Of course. Uh, <laughs> Tide, who you have seen be so, like, calm and gentle this entire time, takes an enormous jump and just, like, lands on the sand stalagmite and just starts throwing a tantrum, just, like, stomping and throwing sand about, pounding yes. the beach with his fist, just like, ah! And then after all of that tantrum is done, he just looks up at Flick and says, see, that that was the beast back there. Amazing. So, Flick, this I wish people could see the face that you're making, because it's exactly what Flick does, which is to sort of, you know, a good, like, inch, inch and a half of open mouth, yeah. eyes sort of wide. Mouth agape. <laughs> looking around, a couple blinks. Uh, and uh, and as you sort of process what Tide has, has just... Uh, thrown into the equation, which of course is is valid. Um, you begin to sort of, you know, you do that thing where like you're you're thinking about what you're gonna say next, and you're sort of, you know, looking around as you search for inspiration. <laughs> search and for other metaphors. S- I'm like, what's another metaphor? What's another metaphor? Right, exactly. <laughs> well maybe this maybe this will be a helpful metaphor for yeah, you. You can th- see that um you can see that there is movement uh, on the sand, little, little like uh, you catch sight of a few of them. They look like little uh, crabs. Oh, okay. But like very strange-looking crabs. They're like uh, they're they're completely. You realize you didn't notice them before because they are completely jet black, just like the the sand of this beach. Uh, so you only sort of notice them when they move. And as you stare at them a little more closely, uh, you realize that there's more than just a few. In fact, there are dozens. Oh. Uh. That are on all sides of the two of you. It seems that the the digging and then the tantrum ha- have have caught oh no have caught their attention, and currently you two are are surrounded. And as you watch oh. uh, and look at these crabs, the ones that are closest to you, sort of around you, are our standard you know crabs that we imagine. But you see much larger shapes coming oh. from under like. Un- surfacing from underneath the sand a little ways away and sort of, at this point, not rushing, but curiously sort of coming in your direction. Oh, I, I, maybe, um, you know, good point. 
he'll give him like the finger. He can't see me, like, but I'm giving like finger guns. Like, good point. Um, still invisible. Let's uh, yeah, still invisible. Um, uh, maybe uh, should we take this conversation elsewhere? I think is there like a dessert thing around? Can we go get some dessert? Why? Um, oh, you you're hungry for yeah, some I'll dessert. Kind of point. No, um, there. Uh, just uh, look at. There's. I think we're. Let's go. Can I just pull him? Can I just like pull drag him? Maybe. <laughs> He's very, he's very large. I don't know how willing he is, but also in, in that time, I mean, you, you are, you are surrounded. You could maybe make your way through, but they are all around you. Okay, cool. Then, um, how I... willing, how willing is Tide as Flick sort of reaches out and tries to, to drag? Offers only, like, like, he's not fighting you, but he's not going with you, if that makes sense. You're just like dragging dead weight along. Um, and Tide sees all of the crabs and goes, uh, and, and speaks to them and says, Hey there, uh, sorry to disrupt you. Um, uh, friend and I were here just having a, a philosophical discussion. Perhaps you'd care to weigh in? And Flick will freeze. <laughs> so at first, Tide, uh, you just, you sort of hear the the confused chitterings of the small ones, uh, the, the little crabs, but then a sort of, uh, a sort of vibration and flick you feel or hear or whatever it to sort of rumbles through the sand and a much deeper voice, uh, crab voice. This is absurd. And I love it. Uh, sort of rolls out and just says, um, food is life. And the two of you see this, enormous flick-sized claw sort of thud into the uh, the sand right in front of where you're heading flick and as you turn to look up you see the biggest of the crabs yet it is it is larger than tide is and it seems to be the one that responded to tide and it does in fact look somewhat hungry as its other claw begins to sort of clack and open and close and that is where we are going to leave it for this week okay yay I'm so glad that I could come on to just kill us both and <laughs> just the then just crabs, take off bye crabs. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to, to find out, I don't know, who survives. I, who's to say? You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter or Instagram at at dndlastrefuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. If you've got more than 280 characters to say to us, you can also email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, find out what virtual cons we'll be attending, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D, you can go to our website, www.dnd lastrefuge.com As always, I want to thank Robert Hupf, my story consultant for this campaign. An enormous thank you to Alejandro for joining us this week. We are not done with him yet, so we'll hear more from him next week. Thank you so much for being here. And of course, all of you for listening. I am your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have Flick and Tide. Happy gaming, y'all. Flick! Oh, flicky-poo!